Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming, eat, nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale, thanks for listening and joining us today. Uh, Today, Christian Brito is not with me, neither is Armando Crespo. I have a special guest, Uh, you may have heard him on the Dynasty Night episodes that we've been releasing. You maybe see him on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. Uh, doing all kinds of videos and video analysis. Uh, maybe you just know him walking down the street uh, somewhere in California. I'm not sure where he lives. But, John, thanks for <laughs> joining me today, man. Uh, we have a fun episode planned. Yeah, yeah. feel special. I feel so special. You are special. Um, yeah, so, John, uh, he's, like I said, he is uh, a third of the Eat Nation, or not the Eat Nation, a third of the Dynasty Night episodes. Uh, if you guys go back in your feed and listening, or if you have been listening to us, in the past, um, you know that John is very well versed in all things fantasy. Specifically, I trust this man with everything dynasty football. Uh, he knows what he's talking about, and I really wanted him on this episode in particular because we're going to be doing some cool dynasty stuff on uh, today. So, anyways, uh, before we get going, though, I really want to talk to you guys. There's a couple house cl- key, uh, bleh, housekeeping issues that I want to talk to you about. One is that we've been talking a lot about Dallas. The NFFC, the National Fantasy Football Con- uh, National Fantasy Football Convention, uh, that is going to be in Dallas in the middle of July. Uh, myself, some of the crew are going to be there. We're going to have a booth there, and then we're going to do some cool uh, events afterwards on that Saturday night uh, live draft event and stuff like that. So, get in touch with us if you're going to be anywhere near Dallas in the middle of July. Uh, we hope to see you there. The second thing, don't forget, we've been talking a lot about Las Vegas. We're going to be there, and John is actually going to be joining us in Las Vegas the end of August. Get in touch with us or follow us on social media. Uh, huge draft event with Draft Party USA. Um, that's It's going to get crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bad choices will be made. Not drafting, no. but in all other walks of yes, life. Yes, yes. We will be in Vegas basically like a four-day weekend. And so if you guys are going to be in or around Vegas, we'd love to have you join us. Um, maybe John will buy you a drink or something. Um, that will definitely happen on my teacher's salary. <laughs> that will take place. Hey, you know, you catch you at a good time. You're in a good mood. Drinks for everybody. Uh, your wife gets. I've always been that guy, yeah. man. I will have several flasks uh, on me, even though the alcohol is free there yeah. when you're gambling. Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, for everybody that is listening to us for the first time, one, we really appreciate you taking the time to download and choose Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, we will get to the fantasy, the analysis, the advice, and in between all that stuff, uh, we hope to entertain you. We hope to be just a little bit uh, a little bit different than most of the other podcasts you listen to. I know a lot of the stuff is monotone or just plain boring. Um, we saw the opportunity to do something a little different with fantasy football, bring a little bit of fun to it at least, a try, maybe make some bad jokes. I don't know, but uh, so we hope that you <laughs> stick around because... Uh, we will be talking, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about bathrooms, talking about uh, um, 
Rachel Ray. There's a lot to talk about in between. And so if you only want to hear only fantasy football, skip ahead like 10 minutes in most of our podcasts and you're, you're clear. Um, but if you, uh, you know, if you're just, if you're on the treadmill and you need to do that five minute warm up, this is a good warm up, you know, and then we'll get into the fantasy in just a couple of minutes. Is that fair, John? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think life is better with dick jokes and it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's Rachel Ray and cooking mm-hmm. or fantasy football, you just got to get the penis jokes in there. They just, they belong in the podcast. Yep. Yep. Well, my wife doesn't, my wife has maybe listened to like two episodes. We've done over 110 episodes. <laughs> My wife has maybe listened to two, and uh, she listened to the last one uh, that I was in, and she's like, "Oh, it's not too bad." So, um, but that kind of makes me nervous now because before I was like all guns a blaze, like I don't care what I say. I'm bashing her, talking about my daughter, and now I got to be really careful because uh, she she might be listening. So, uh, I might have to tone it down a little bit. Oh come on. <laughs> um. Anyways, John, really quick before we get into fantasy. This is a topic that I really want to talk to you about, and I think me and you are on the same wavelength as as each other here. Uh, if you are a golf fan or even just on Facebook, you've probably seen this reposted a million times already by friends who love golf. But Phil Mickelson had a really uh, interesting show of display. I don't know, I don't know what the term is, but Phil Mickelson basically um, putted, then chased his ball and putted before the ball stopped, and putted again. <laughs> And uh, just looked looked like me out there. Um, you saw this too, John, didn't you? Well, it, it was awesome. First off, uh, Phil Mickelson's one of my favorites. Not um, because I'm a huge golf fan, but because I get asked about him everywhere I go, especially if I'm around rich white people. Apparently, I look very similar to Phil Mickelson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, I got the same smile. Um, but anyway, his wife's a hottie, so I'm okay with that. But anyway, yeah, he hits the ball, and it starts rolling downhill. He hit it way too hard, and you could just see his face say, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> runs around, runs past the hole, goes down, and just hits the ball again. Yeah, um, yeah he did the which, he did the old, like, dad run, you know, like kind of like moving your shoulders up and down, <laughs> like running past the hole, and caught up to the yeah. ball, and then just hit it. And you're right. He was totally like, fuck it. I lost anyways. Um, I've definitely been there uh, where, you know, a ball rolls past the hole, and I just – hit it over to the next tee from the green, um, you know, in frustration. It's just, it was really weird though, to see a professional, especially a golfer. Like we don't, I don't, in my memory, I don't remember an athlete actually saying fuck it in the middle of a big, big stage, big play opportunity. Like I know because Mike Tyson, maybe. Oh yeah. Good point. Good point. (laughs) I'm just going through the top of my head. Like just Mike Tyson's probably the closest. You're right. You're right. And, Okay, so what's worse? Uh, show what's worse than the display of fuck it, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, yeah, yeah definitely Mike worse, Tyson. right? I mean, he actually built bit some. Maybe Jamarcus Russell with his entire life's choices. <laughs> well, you know, even then, I mean, you know, boxing and golf, I guess, are different than the other team sports, right? Because like, if you're a quarterback, you can't just say fuck it. Well, maybe you can, like Jay Cutler. You but... <laughs> just won't be around very long. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna get killed. Like, if you show poor form, you know, you're. You know, if you're half-assing it, if you're not running as hard as you can, you're going to get hit really hard and and maybe, you know, lose your life. Um. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing was they put him on blast saying he lost his mind. And it's like, no. They interview him right after it. He goes, I know what the rule is. I've almost done this about five or six times in my career. You know, I was down. I didn't want to put back up that hill. So I just said, let's just do it. Like. (laughs) 
<laughs> like he just totally was just I yeah I just want to go home. That's awesome. That that is that is a really good response. Like he could have he could have um, you know uh, made himself a little bit more of a politician and, and framed the answer a little bit better. But that's awesome that he was so honest and just uh, yeah. There, there's there's several times. I mean, even playing basketball, you know, like you miss a couple shots. And then by midway through the game, your team is losing. You're just chucking up threes, and you don't, you don't give a shit. Like I've done that before yeah. for sure. LeBron in overtime once they lost, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just throwing it up there. It's like who cares? But trying to pad the stats, man. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, our podcast is kind of like Phil Mickelson. Yes, that's what I was thinking. We are the <laughs> Phil Mickelson, not like early stage career Phil Mickelson. Like we're just here for the photo ops, right? Like that's that's kind of who yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, current day Phil Mickelson. <laughs> anyways all right uh so today we haven't even said what we're going to be doing today so on our eat nation private or i'm sorry oh, i keep saying private group on our eat nation subscription page there are a couple different tiers that you guys can opt into one starts at five dollars for the year yes a year i'm not that's not a um i'm not misspeaking here and it goes all the way up to i think 120 dollars for a year for the platinum membership and it includes a shit ton of stuff Anyways, one of the things that the subscription includes, uh, for the Platinum tier at least, is a private podcast for your league where myself or Brito and or our writers join in on the podcast and basically break down your your league, whether it's post-draft or mid-year or post-year, playoff run, whatever it is. We'll go on and we'll do like a 20 to 30 minute podcast and basically break down your league. It's a little fun for everybody. Um, when we do this for the membership, we'll usually set it as private and then we'll send you and your league uh, the recording. It'll be, you know, highly produced, good audio, you know, maybe some drops in there and all that stuff, you know, just to make it fun. So today I figured let's go ahead and do this for one of our Eat Nation members now just to kind of give everybody a preview of what to expect. If you are a Platinum subscriber, first, we thank you for that. And two, if you're not, this is maybe what you expect. And if you're thinking about it, maybe even you know have uh, your league mates chip in a little bit of money or whatever and, and do this. It's a pretty cool feature, I think, um, from some guys that really know fantasy football. Yeah, and there's lots of places out there where they sell different types of stuff for fantasy, and that's great. And, you know, we have the Ultimate Draft Kit, the Draft Kit coming out. Super excited about that. We're going to be prepping you for everything. But what we offer that's different than everybody else is personalization. Um, you get us, and we're basically like your wingman in the pocket that's sitting behind you uh, trying to help you with everything. So uh, that's something that we do that's different than most people. So go check that out on the website and see what's best for you, and we're going to help you out. We, uh, we're going to make winners. We want to make you some money. Yeah, and you know, I, uh, I actually got a, um, a Facebook message from one of our members while he was drafting, and it was his first round, and he said, help, I need uh, – I'm between Kareem Hunt and Dalvin Cook. What should I do? And I actually responded to him and, you know, like helped him draft in the middle of the, in the middle of his draft, which I don't think a lot of podcasts are doing that for you. If they are awesome, but our goal is to do it more. So, right. Uh, that, that's, that's what we have to offer. So the, uh, so what we're going to do, basically we're going to break down your, the scoring for this league. We're going to give you the best and worst value for the rounds, best and worst value for basically, the rest of the the draft we're going to break down each team we're going to talk maybe who's a top playoff contender just based off their draft a lot of stuff happens in season we you know the the only info that we have right now is a draft info we don't know how good of a fantasy football player you are but just based off the draft we're going to give you some playoff contenders and of course um 
we're, I'm I'm going to vote on who has the best name. Ooh, the be- there's some good names in this league as well. I I must say. Um, but this is a dynasty league, so real quick, you just got to understand this is long term, and they just did their very first dynasty startup draft. Now, they've got a unique. The lineups are pretty simple: one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one simple flex, which is basically uh, running back, wide receiver, or tight end. It's not a super flex or two QB league. One defense and one kicker. So that's pretty standard. Now, where it gets interesting is they've got a couple bonuses in there for scoring. Basically, they have decided to reward heavy volume. Um, you get two extra points if you complete over 25 passes in a game. You get two extra points for 30 rushes or more. And you get two points extra for over nine receptions. And they also have a bonus on 40-plus touchdown plays. And so what do you do with this? So Brito – I'm sorry. I just called you Brito. Jesus. I hope that stays in there oh, forever. God. Um Dale. So whenever Dale is your name, that's what your mother <laughs> yeah, named you. That's uh, th- I heart Debbie. Uh, <laughs> what is it that you are looking for whenever you see these bonuses? What kind of goes through your head for the adjustments you're making when you're drafting? Yeah, I mean, you know, you really, I mean, the the best thing that we can do is look at last year's performances with coaching. I, I mean, I think it really starts with the coaching and saying, okay, which coaches, either offensive coordinators or head coaches, have high volume high volume players. Now, then you have to kind of adjust and say, yes, for instance, you know, Jarvis Landry gets a ton of receptions. Now you kind of have to adjust with he's in a new team and you don't want to go crazy on him and draft him over somebody who's maybe going to get more touchdowns or more yardage. So you kind of have it's it's a it's a fair uh, tweaking and a balance that you really have to think about. Um, but I'm looking a lot at last year's performances and thinking about the coaches and offensive coordinators in these positions. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, Leonard Fournette, you know he's going to get fed the ball a ton. He was last year. No huge changes in that offense. He's going to get fed. So somebody that, you know, uh, with, a, with a bonus with 30 rushing attempts, yeah, you know, Leonard Fournette has a little bit of everything. He has a high volume. He's going to get the rushing attempts. He's going to get a lot of the goal line work. I mean, it's – so Fournette maybe gets bumped up a little bit higher – and your rankings as normal, you know, if you're looking at consistent rankings or if you have your own rankings, he's going to get maybe bumped up a couple spots depending on who's above or below him. Uh, so you, you really got to look at those things and just bump guys up a couple spots up and down. I'm not, I'm not going too crazy and overanalyzing this. Yeah, it, this is a great tiebreaker. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, whenever yeah. you have Man. two to three guys that are in the same tier and it's your turn to pick and you're just like, Man, I don't, I'm not sure if I want Christian McCaffrey or if I want Leonard Fournette. Well, um, you look at the Jags. They had the most rushing attempts in the entire NFL last year. I'm going to bump up Fournette just ahead of him just a little bit, which I have him ranked higher anyway. But allow those to be your tiebreakers. Uh, back to the completions, right? Like San Francisco, the Patriots, and the Steelers had the most pass completions last year. So Jimmy G, Brady and Big Ben, you're going to bump them up if you have them in a tier with somebody else, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you said that way better. I It took me like five minutes to spit that out. <laughs> and I wish I would just let you talk first. <laughs> That's why you get awesome. big bucks. All right. That's right, man. That's right. All right. Um, so let's just get right in. What we're going to do first, we're going to talk about the best and worst of early rounds. So we're looking at maybe the first, second, and third round here. Uh, John, I know you have some notes on here. Um I, I guess we could just let's just jump right into it in the first round. Uh, I'll kind of give so I'll, let, let me let me give you a little 
a couple quick notes on this first round. Todd Gurley was our first overall pick. Uh, Mid round, you have guys like David Johnson as a fifth round, uh, as a fifth pick overall. Saquon Barkley was a ninth pick overall, and then we have Dalvin Cook at at the uh, first round, twelfth pick. Just kind of give you an idea where guys are falling. Um, what what's what is your best and worst out of this first round that you see? So this first round was very typical as far as ADP or average draft position goes, um, which you're going to find in almost all leagues, and and that's totally cool. But and what I want you to take away from this as you listen is, man, I really love this player, but he's not supposed to go till later. Is it okay if I take him here? Yes or no? Those types of things. So my favorite pick in this entire draft um, in the first round at the pick. Pick number seven was DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I absolutely love the value of getting the number one or number two wide receiver. Very, very young. Um, he's got his quarterback coming back. That's just a steal. Um, <laughs> all the top RBs are gone, and that is just awesome. Now, the worst pick in the first round, there's not really one because it followed ADP almost to a T. Um I'm not the biggest fan of Saquon Barkley at nine. I know people are taking him one, two, and three. That's totally cool. But I do not want to gamble with my first round pick ever. Um, I'm one of those people that believes you cannot win your uh, dynasty or redraft league in the first round, but you can lose it. And I think he's going to be solid, but against a guy that led the NFL in rushing like Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook after Saquon Barkley... I'm not the biggest fan of Right, that. right. Uh, so uh, just to let you know, DeAndre Hopkins was picked seventh overall. Uh, he was picked right. right after David Johnson and Antonio Brown. Uh, where is DeAndre Hopkins on your dynasty rankings? He's number two overall. Okay, so he's he's um, right behind Antonio Brown, I'm guessing. Uh, no, I have Odell Beckham Jr. and then DeAndre Hopkins just because they have five extra years of playing time. This is dynasty, sure, right? Sure. So redraft. I have Antonio Brown way higher. He's my number one wide receiver. But I think that both of those guys, um, Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, let's just focus on Hopkins, he has played amazing with every quarterback besides Brock Osweiler, who is terrible. And he is getting – I mean, he was the number two wide receiver last year with a bunch of no-names. He only had four games um, with Deshaun Watson. Sure. And he's super young. Yeah. I mean, I see uh, Alvin Kamara was eight. Alvin Kamara went right before Saquon Barkley. I get the love, especially in a dynasty league, because um, Kamara is so young. But the the running backs that you mentioned, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, and Dalvin Cook, especially Fournette and Dalvin Cook in this format, uh, I would take before Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley. Um, yep. So, so I think well said. Uh, Chief Keefe at the 12th overall pick, getting Dalvin Cook, is a steal. Um, I think he should have gone way before. Same thing with Leonard Fournette. And we mentioned with the bonuses, uh, Swede Raz um, got Dalvin Cook. (laughs) I love these names, man. And we're going to get into each team uh, specifically a little bit later on. Right now, we're just trying to focus on the players. Mm. So we will give these team names. They're appropriate. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the second round. It started off with Michael Thomas uh, at the first overall Christian McCaffrey was kind of in the middle round. So was LaShawn McCoy and Mike Evans. And then we ended up the round with Jordan Howard, A.J. Green, and Adam Thielen. Um, this, this, this round has a ton of value in it. Uh, what, where, where do you think the uh, winners and losers are in this round? 
Man, the second round is probably my favorite in Dynasty startups just because I think there's so much value and it's yeah. obviously easier to trade up for a second round pick. Uh, for example, in our Dynasty draft, I ended up with four second round picks uh, because this is where I want my team to be formed at. But uh, my favorite pick in this draft is at number 21 overall, the Fear Boners, uh, selected Devontae Adams. Man, I freaking love Devontae Adams. He's so young. The only player in the entire uh, NFL to have back-to-back 10 uh, touchdown seasons the last two years. Nobody else did it, not even Antonio Brown. Um, Aaron Rodgers coming back. I just let, And his ADP is 15, so his average draft position is 15. You got him six picks later. Um, I really felt like he should have gone at the top of the second round personally. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm looking at – I do have Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is my third. He's been bouncing around between my third and fourth uh, overall receiver, so I do like Michael Thomas. Or this early, but guys like Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, uh, Julio Jones in the dynasty is a little bit lower for me. And, uh, you know, I take Devontae Adams over Mike Evans as well. So, oh, big time. And I like that you brought up Michael Thomas because I think Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams are very similar. And the tiebreaker for me is quarterback play, right? What's going to happen to Michael Thomas after Drew Brees retires? Um, do you believe Sean Payton can just bring any quarterback into that system? Chase Daniel. And then you look at. It, that's I love Chase Daniels. I have no problem with him. But uh, then you look at Devontae Adams, and his quarterback's going to be around for another six years plus. Sure. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers. I get and it. so that, that, that tips the scale for me. Now, on the opposite side of the spectrum, my least favorite pick is, man, and I hate to say this because I love LaShawn McCoy. They got him at pick number 18. But he's turning 30 this year, and it's a dynasty draft. If this was redraft, awesome pick. But he's turning 30. His ADP is 52, and you got him at 18. Way too early. Yeah. Just way too early. It's just a little... Um, especially with Joe Mixon behind him, Jordan Howard behind him. It's it's just too early. Yeah, I, I don't love Joe Mixon, but in dynasty, you got to bump Joe Mixon and Jordan Howard above the Sean McCoy here. Um and again, I don't, I don't yeah. love Joe Mixon, but that's just something with his age and his opportunity that he has. Um, you know, you just have to do that. And I do, I think I'm going to be beating the Adam Thielen drum for the rest of the preseason. Um, <laughs> but I do like Adam Thielen as a 24th overall pick taken. Uh, legend, wait for it, Derry. Uh, good reference there. Um, but yeah, so I'm, uh, I, I'm like an Adam Thielen, the 24th overall. Let's yeah. let's jump into the third round here. Um, third round had some good talent as well. Uh, you have Amari Cooper and Tyreek Hill starting off the round. In mid-round, uh, your first tight end was taken, Zach Ertz. Uh, I believe it, yeah, it was the first tight end taken in the middle of the third. And then we end up the third round with guys like Josh Gordon and Aaron Rodgers as your first quarterback. So we have your first tight end and your first quarterback taken in this third round in the uh, in this dynasty league. Uh, what where uh, Where do you see some winners and losers here? Man, uh, you talked about Thielen, but I like Diggs more Mm -hmm. uh, in Dynasty just because he's younger. Now, the problem with Diggs is he's never finished a season, but the performance is there. you got to think he's going to be a little bit better with Kirk Cousins coming in. Uh, They got him at pick number 32 overall, and his ADP is 29. So you're talking about a full round almost steal. He's a guy that should have went at the very top of the third round. That's a solid pick. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't mind it. And then my least favorite is Derrick Henry at pick number 33, the very next pick. And it's not so much that I dislike Derrick Henry. I just dislike him going here. Um, it's very, very difficult for me to see 
him becoming that kind of stalwart uh, every down back. His ADP is 46. It's not a terrible pick. Uh, this is a pretty good round. They did pretty well. But whenever you look at the people that went after him, Allen Robinson, Josh Gordon, um, like I would have taken almost all those guys ahead of him. Um, so that's the, the thing. I think that they were reaching for running back, and he was kind of the last big one left. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Now, I mean, but they passed up some good value. Jay Ajayi goes two rounds later. Mark Ingram two rounds later. Uh, all the rookie running backs, Ronald Jones, Sony Michelle, three rounds later. Like, I just think- now we can we can kind of go over this, but I'm guessing uh, the same team. Uh, no, he got Saquon Barkley and then. Uh, Julio Jones and I think he kind of I think what a lot of people do in this late third round here you're right you're 100% right I was going to say it too is Derrick Henry was last of the 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 running backs I mean you're looking at Kenyon Drake and I don't know who you know like you said Jay Ajay like a, a couple rounds later so and if you wanted a running back now is now is the time because the next round it's really going to be dry yeah and, and but and that's cool but you still could have got a game changer. Uh, Gronk was available, right? Like I said, all the rookie running backs. It just you're scared of Derrick Henry. I'm not scared of him. I'd love to have him on my team, but not for a third round pick. I'd rather have a game changer, and I don't think he's going to be there. Sure. So if I could have Allen Robinson, that has potential to be a top twelve wide receiver, or Aaron Rodgers, who was available, the number one quarterback, which I would not take a quarterback in the third round, but I would prefer that over Derrick Henry, right. personally. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's uh, take a look at some of the rests, uh, maybe, you know, the mid to late round picks that you either like or don't like. I know the 45th overall Paul, overall pick was Rob Gronkowski. You like that pick. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Evan Ingram was gone. Um, Greg Olson went the very next pick. I think that this is an absolute steal. If Gronk plays two or more years, then this is a value because they're going to have I mean, you got a game changer at tight end. Uh, Gronk's ADP is 35, so you got him a full uh, 10 picks later than what he's going. And buy low, sell high. That's what we do in fantasy. Gronk is Gronk. And if he wasn't Gronk this offseason, then his ADP would be up in the second or third round. But just because everybody got scared, he fell. And the fear boners, great reference there, <laughs> uh, were able to take advantage of yeah, him. Yeah. Um, right after Rob Gronkowski, you have guys, like you said, Greg Olson, Darius Geis, and Julian Edelman was drafted right Oof. after him. We'll talk about Julian Edelman in a second. Oof. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Gr- Rob Gronkowski to fill that tight end position is uh is pretty solid there. Um I'm I'm conflicted on this Deshaun Watson pick, 41st overall. I love Deshaun Watson. I absolutely love him. He's my number one quarterback. The mid fourth might be a little bit early for me. Uh I know that When did you take him in our draft? Uh the f- third round <laughs> but I, I have a i had an excuse <laughs> well because i didn't have a fourth fifth or sixth rounder and you know the the, yeah. the fifth round is my target usually uh if deshaun watson is there and the mocks i'm doing um you know if if he's there in the fifth round usually i'm taking him uh other than that i'm waiting on quarterbacks but mid fourth and, and you know, i don't know maybe uh let's see chief keith has him. maybe he didn't have another uh i oh, know he he had another fifth round pick so 
and and I'll say this: like we're out of the top three rounds, sure. So now is the time to start to build your team. Uh, you look at ADP and where people are going, and the experts and consensus and all that stuff. That's great, but at some point. Fantasy football is about having a good time. Yep. And if you are one of those guys that says, man, Deshaun Watson is going to be one of the greatest ever, go get him. If it's a round or two early, that's fine. Uh, go get him and build your team. Yeah. Um, I say a round or two. A round or two. I wouldn't go any further than a round or two to reach for anybody. And he would not have been there uh, just because in this round alone, Wentz, Russell Wilson – uh, Deshaun Watson, like they all went in that round. So if you didn't get him there, Cam Newton was gone the next round. Like I would have waited personally. I wouldn't take him that high. But if that's your guy and you are sold on him and you want to buy the jersey for your kids, like go go do it. Yep, yep. All right, let's talk about some of the other uh, best of some of these uh, picks. One guy that stood out to me in your notes, uh, John, is Mike Williams, drafted 134th overall. Uh, killed his value uh, in most um, other sites and ADP uh, analysis. He's going way before that, uh, like 50 picks before the 134th pick. So give give us a little bit on Mike Williams and uh, what makes him such a value that late. So whenever you're late, basically the question you want to ask yourself is, do I see a path for this guy to be a fantasy starter on my team or on his team for that matters? Like, is there a way for Mike Williams to actually be an NFL-relevant wide receiver? And I think there sure as hell is. Yeah. Uh, draft is there uh, where he was picked uh, in the top 10 last year. He had his injuries, fought through it. He's had some snaps. And then on top of this, it's something that he didn't have any control over. Hunter Henry goes down in the preseason. Well, immediately, their offensive coordinator comes out and says, we're going to run more three wide receiver sets than we're used to running. And guess what? Goal line sets. You got this huge guy, Mike Williams, six four out there. Mm-hmm. Like there is a way for this guy to be fantasy relevant. And the reason why he's dropped so far is because people were pissed off. They spent very high draft capital on him last year, and they got butt hurt. And so now they're running away. So you take advantage, buy low, sell high. That, that's what we're doing. So you're talking about getting a guy in the twelfth round that should be going four rounds earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, great pick. It, this, any wide receiver, especially a talent like Mike Williams, uh, is very valuable with, in a Phillip Rivers offense especially. So, um, you know, even – really any of those wide receivers out there have a chance. I mean, because there's such high volume with Phillip Rivers. He'll sling it around. So, uh, good value for sure. All right. Uh, I don't want to do this because uh, I'm trying to play nice, <laughs> but we got to talk about the worst of uh, – of the rest of the uh, the draft, there are, there are some worst, and uh, so I, I'm going to play good cop bad cop here. You could be the bad cop, and uh, that's what I'm okay. good at. So you you go for it, and then I'll come in and play the good. Cop. Okay, the worst pick of this entire draft um, took place in the fourth round at pick number 48, and you mentioned his name earlier, and that's Julian Edelman um, at pick 48 overall. Now I get it if you think that Julian Edelman. Um, do you, do you know when this draft took place? Uh, I want to say last week sometime, so probably like the week of the uh, 10th or so, I'm guessing. So he probably drafted him before uh, he got suspended, is my assumption. Probably. And that's totally cool. So let, let's just say even before that. Julian Edelman's ADP last month was 95th. You got him 48th. Um, 
you're talking three to four rounds earlier. And guys that went after this, Larry Fitzgerald, Doug Baldwin, Alshon Jeffrey, Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry. So it, it doesn't matter what type of wide receiver you're looking for. My guess is this is a kind of Patriots homer guy, and that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Edelman's a sexy man. Even though I'm a heterosexual man, He's he makes me question it sometimes. Sure. Um, it's just way too much of a reach. He's too old. Um, yeah, it just that was a bad pick. Yeah, bad pick. well, you know, and and like what we said before, if you are really in love, if you're a Patriots fan and you just you want Edelman on your team because you enjoy rooting for him, that's okay. Uh, getting him four, three or four rounds before uh, his ADP, you're probably overpaid a little bit, and you probably could have waited another round, maybe another round or two, and still reached and got him. Um, you yeah. know, I, if you would have ended up with Alshon Jeffrey this round and then waited and got Edelman next round, uh, maybe John wouldn't be so mean or to you right rounds, now. two rounds or three rounds or four rounds. Yeah. yeah so. Should have waited on that one, but that's okay. So, um, so hopefully he comes back from his suspension and has 10 catches a game and helps you to, uh, championship win through the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Or John is going to call you and yell at you. <laughs> it's going to get bad. Now my, my next least favorite, and this is a solid player or team the jacksonville jaguars defense at the very first pick in round nine pick 97 way way too early yeah to get a to, to get a defense and, and here's why when you look at your league you have to understand who is being started and who is not you only have to start one defense you can only start one defense there are 32 defenses in the nfl that means there are 20 defenses in the NFL that are not started every single week. It's simple economics. And if you buy our draft kit, uh, just submitted an article on there that would be in there talking about the economics of fantasy football and scarcity and all that kind of stuff. This is a – you wait on defense. Now, you don't have to wait till the last couple of rounds. That's totally fine. But you're talking about guys that have that went after a defensive pick, Deontay Foreman. I understand he's hurt, but he's young. Uh, Andrew Luck, Crowder, Chris Thompson, C.J. Anderson, uh, Crowell, C.J. Anderson. I mean, there's just so many players that you could have got instead of a defense. Um, now, oh, but in my league, everybody started taking defensive early. Awesome. Sit back and smile. Yep. Yep. <laughs> love that. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right, who is your uh, who's your last pick for the worst? I, I hate doing this because I love this guy so much, and that's Darren Sproles. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I feel like we're picking on Zuckerman, but it's only because he's a badass and he could take it. I mean, if you make your name Zuckerman, I feel like yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Darren Sproles. Uh, what's his ADP right now, John? His ADP is almost undrafted. Right. But it's 237. And that's a little skewed because, you know, throughout the offseason, he hasn't really been signed all offseason. So right? maybe maybe that uh, maybe it should be a little bit higher than that. About 200. Sure. Or let's say 180. Sure. You took him at 103. Right, right. And um, again, I'm going to uh, – C.J. Anderson's going to be a guy I'm going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks too. But taking a flyer on somebody like C.J. Anderson who – can be very promising or Chris Thompson and, yeah. and you know with with the receptions that he's going to get there uh those guys and Jamison Crowder basically the four guys drafted right after Darren Sproles not to mention you know a couple of next round or two later you know Jordy Nelson uh some of these high upside guys uh Robbie Anderson 
Um, you know, may probably a little bit too early for Darren Sproles. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Uh, you love them. They come out and they say they're really excited to have them, and he wants to go out on his own terms. And let's just say hypothetically he has a great year, which I actually think he's going to be all right. I'm looking at him to have 40 to 50 receptions, which is pretty legit. Um, having said that, he was drafted the same year as Frank Gore. <laughs> so, like, he's just really old. This is a dynasty league, so yeah. you got to be careful with that. So if you do draft him early, you've already kind of done that. If he has a huge week one or week two, sell him for what you can. Yep. Try to kind of recoup what you got. All right, now let's go into the individual team breakdowns. Um, I, I do like to hear the overall, like what we just did, but I think going team by team, it will really help the people, the the teams actually drafted. It'll help them prepare maybe for the next couple of drafts. Uh, maybe where, you know, as far as roster construction goes, um, maybe a couple of their top picks, we can kind of break that down. It won't be any lengthy thing, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of go through it. And then we're going to pick uh, who had the best name. So for the first team we're going to talk about is Legend. Wait for it. Derry. Uh, what, what's your analysis here on Legend? Wait for it. Derry. Yeah, this is a roster construction issue. Um, you have to kind of pick which positions you're strong and which ones you're weak at and overload where you're weak. However, this person overloaded everywhere except for running back. Um, there's only four running backs on his roster, and that's not enough. <laughs> you have to have more running backs, probably more than any other position. He has four quarterbacks, three tight ends, three kickers, and three DSTs. You cannot have that many wasted positions. Um, at tight end, kicker, defense, and quarterback. So he needs to get rid of some of those trade for running backs. Uh, um, however, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You disagree? No, no, no. I 100% agree. I was just going to add to it. Yeah, I, and so like he's got some studs. He's got uh, Jordan Howard, Aaron Jones, um, Antonio Brown, Thielen. Like he's got some players. Yeah. Just he needs to get rid of some quarterbacks, tight ends, defense, and kickers. Yeah, I mean the, the first thing you would do is uh, you know maybe roster two quarterbacks. The other two that you drafted get two running backs. Even if, you know, I mean, you're looking at it and you're saying, wow, Jameis Winston, he has opportunity to be a top 15 quarterback, well, you know, right? I mean, like, okay, that could be a good value. But you already have three run, You already have three quarterbacks. Take a wild stab at yep. a rookie running back or at a handcuff, you know, even somebody like Foreman. I don't, I don't know exactly when he drafted Winston. But, you know, somebody like, you know, a, a good handcuff or something over your fourth yep. quarterback. And same thing for kickers. Yep. Draft one kicker. Yeah, one kicker, and if you want to have two for your bye week because it helps you sleep at night, totally cool. Never have three kickers, ever. I don't care the format. Yep. All right, let's go to OJ's OJ's parole board. Parole board. (laughs) Why is that hard for me to say? Uh, Parole. (laughs) Parole. (laughs) Parole. (laughs) All right, uh, so he has a... he, he, I'm voting for this team name just so you have to say yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I don't want to say it again. Uh, <laughs> he has 12 wide receivers. So I kind I, I mean, hey, why why not just load up? I think, okay, if, if you have the option to load up on running backs or wide receivers in this format, what are you doing? Yeah, so totally cool. I have no problem with this. So he has five running backs, 12 wide receivers. I, I don't have a problem with that if your five running backs were all out runs, studs. So right. let's say you went – Four out of five, uh, you know, four picks out of the top five rounds you went running back and then just stacked wide receivers. Totally cool. The problem he has 
is he has Le'Veon Bell, who's a beast, but then his next starting running back is Bilal Powell. So what I would do, I would trade some of those wide receivers Mm -hmm. and package them together for some low-end starters, third down back, somebody like Chris Thompson, Duke Johnson, somebody that's going to be able to pad your stat sheet with receptions. But, um, yeah, you need some help there. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, and then he also has two kickers and two defenses and three tight ends maybe this is just a trend i mean i get it because these rosters are so deep and maybe people new to dynasty want to kind of fill up their spots kind of evenly i don't know but even in a dynasty yeah, with these it, deep with these deep benches are you doing two kicker i mean i i'm not no okay no 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 right. and and what happens is this usually in leagues especially in startup uh, dynasty drafts well everybody else has two kickers therefore i need two kickers no 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 that's the don't chase never chase right. Um, you figure out where your team's strengths, weaknesses are, and you have to mask those weaknesses at the running back and wide receiver position first and foremost, and then consequences be damned. There's always going to be a kicker out there. Again, 32 kickers in the league. Only 12 can start in your fantasy league. That's 20 kickers gone. Let's say everybody in your team has two kickers that they roster. That's 24. There's still eight starting kickers on a given week that are on the waiver wire. Mm -hmm. And maybe out of those 12 that are on the waiver wire, maybe one will suck and the others are doable <laughs> yep. you know yep. um all right let's move on to the whiskey draft champions uh oh so this team. is a this is a playoff yeah. team for me i really really like this team. Yeah, do what do you think yeah i agree i agree um let's see he has a solid quarterback and cam newton uh he drafted lamar jackson oh i'm sorry wrong i'm team. at the wrong team jeez my bad wrong team uh hold on let me go back here well <laughs> you, you, go ahead, you go ahead i wish i wish you guys saw my face <laughs> he's on the, you're shaking your head no. Guy. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> so, okay. so the I'll, whiskey hold drafts on, hold on, hold on, champions hold on. i will tell you what uh, i really think about this team because i was on the wrong team okay um yes solid once again because uh anyways go ahead i'm sorry i'm ruining everything no i love this i mean it's like you reading oj's parole board over and over again Whiskey Drafts Champions, that's kind of the motto for my life, so thank you for helping me find that, whoever's team this is. But this is a playoff team, very balanced. Um, Listen to some of these kind of top-end talent guys, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, Alex Collins, Mike Evans, Randall Cobb, which I wouldn't usually put Randall Cobb in there as a solid starter, but when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, I have no problem with Cobb being a flex play because you get to package those. I I love wide receiver – quarterback things together and so very balanced he could have the number one qb and number one running back he needs to upgrade his wide receivers and he could be have the best roster to be honest with you yeah i mean what i like is his deeper picks it looks like he took some time to research a little bit in the dynasty i mean he has Dion kane uh in indianapolis uh barrios right right uh boston yeah, scott no, solid man. i mean yeah so he has some guys and he got spencer ware of course which I think could be a nice late round snag. I mean, you never know about Kareem Hunt and, and what they're going to do now that Spencer Ware is fully healthy. So I really like Alex Collins. I think he got Alex Collins fairly late, and he's a starting, uh, you know, he's a st- good starting running back and possible workhorse. And we'll see what happens. But uh, I really like Alex Collins. Uh, this team's strong. Yeah. All right. Let's go over to the team I was talking about before, the Swede Raz. Yeah, sweet Raz. So y- you already kind of yeah. gave some analysis. Yeah. So let's let's let you fire it up. Uh, you know, I just I like that he got a quarterback kind of uh, late for this 
for this draft and then just kind of handcuffed him with Lamar Jackson. I think uh, Lamar Jackson is a good late round pick in dynasty drafts. I don't mind holding on to him. He might even start this year. We, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Joe Flacco. So I like this. I like him not wasting too many picks on quarterback, getting it kind of late, and then stacking up on his running backs and wide receivers. Uh, Cooper Cup and uh, and Calvin Ridley are both really sneaky picks that he got. I li- I'm liking Cooper Cup a lot, and he's every time I redo my rankings, I bump Cooper Cup up a little bit more and more. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then it's it's hard to be down on. Yeah, him. yeah, and then he got Chris Thompson pretty late uh got Royce Freeman and really good rookie so I think he did his research and did really well and ended up getting Fournette which me and you both really like in this format we already talked about a very solid team here yeah it's my uh number one ranked team in this league uh for the playoffs for sure but I have him number one sweet as Raz and whiskey drafts champion number two so we will get to the rest of our kind of playoff rosters that we see but his running backs are awesome. Fournette, Royce Freeman, Chris Thompson, Crowell. And then you add to that my number two overall player um, in Hopkins. Uh, Nuke Tom. I mean, that's just awesome. Yeah. Allen Robinson, too. Like, he, his starting lineup will be better than everybody else's. And you, you know what? Uh, speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, I made a, uh, a graphic. You know, I use the IHOP logo, and I changed it to DHOP. <laughs> Nobody in the fucking chat even acknowledged it. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was. It looked like the IHOP logo and just a D-hop in the same format and everything with a little red, little half smiley face thing. Nobody. Nobody said, Dale, this is an award-winning design. Let's print it up, put on t-shirts, let's make lots of money. Nobody said that. So you guys will not get a DeAndre Hopkins t-shirt because of people like John and Christian and everybody else in the chat. It was really good. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Let's <laughs> let's move on to fear boners. Um, you want to talk about fear boners? Yeah, I got them again. This is another playoff team for me. I got six of them. I think he might have the best starting wide receivers: uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Devontae Adams, and then Sammy Watkins as your number three. Pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, and, um, and quarterback Russell Wilson. Yeah. No, I was, there's not a lot of weaknesses. I was just gonna say. Uh, speaking of, you know, we talked in the beginning, you know, listening to other fantasy football podcasts, I promise you that not one other podcast that you've listened to this year said, let's talk about fear boners. Let's talk about it. I get scared sometimes. And sometimes as a defense mechanism, you uh, mm-hmm. get a little excited. I've never had one. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, is, I, wait, hold on. Is this just a uh, like a urban legend, like a myth? Well, yeah, so, like, the League did an episode about this, but uh, I'm sure for some people get aroused by being scared. That's weird. All right. They say that grief is the most powerful aphrodisiac. <laughs> um, Sorry. It's Will Ferrell. Will- yeah. You, uh, I, I, you know, I have a few friends, and you're one of them, that can remember one-liners from movies and TV shows. <laughs> I do not have that ability. Like, I watch movies, and I'm like, that is hilarious. I'm going to use it with my friends all the time. And as soon as the movie's over, I have no idea what it was. Um, but, yeah, you're... It's called not having friends growing up. That's kind of the thing. That was the all key. Right. Fear Boner's a pretty decent team. Definitely a playoff contender. I love, though... I, love, I mean, any team with OBJ and Devontae Adams... Jeez. I mean, to, yeah. you know... And Gronk. Yeah, right, That's a right. thing. Like, he's got Gronk at tight end... Um, He's got Freeman, Foreman, <laughs> Lamar Miller, who I don't like, but like he's a starter, right. and Duke Johnson. Like 
This is a very solid roster. A very, very solid roster. Okay. Next team, one they call the Zoo. Uh, let's see. I did not do my research on this, so John, you can uh, you want to tell us a little bit about one they call the Zoo. Anyway, is this a reference yeah, to something? Uh, I, I, if it is, I don't. I, I okay. didn't. Okay, it. you talk, and I'll tell you if it is. Okay, yeah, you, there we go. So very balanced. Uh, this is a low end playoff team, but I got him getting in there just because he has very young running backs: uh, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack, and then he pairs that up with again very young, stable wide receivers with Keenan Allen and Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got Kelsey and Big Ben. No weaknesses in a starting lineup, and. You know, if, if he can hit with some of these guys that are on his bench, then I think that he he's got a spot. Um, but again, he filled out his starting roster very very well, and again, like that's a playoff team. It's not a top end, but a very very he's going to be around for a mm-hmm. while. What are your thoughts on Juju Smith Schuster? Man, I have him in a few dynasty leagues. And I do have a problem. There's two main issues, concerns. I I love him, first off. But one, he's never going to be the true number one wide receiver as long as Antonio Brown is there. But that is a very pass-heavy offense. Now, the the next thing that scares me, how long is Big Ben going to be around? Um, He could retire any moment. He could have another incident in the bathroom stall with another girl. This would be his third time. I don't know, mm. so so that bothers me. But I love Juju. I, sorry, I had to throw in the subtle. Yeah, um, yeah. Big Ben's a piece of shit he, reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like him, but he's not one of those guys that I'm like out to like. I have to have this player. Mm. Um, it, it's people are going to get pissed off, but I would rather have Corey Davis. I have him back to back. I have Juju Smith seventeen and Corey Davis sixteen. And before you hang up, here's the reason why. I can see Corey Davis being a top wide receiver in the NFL with the new offense, with a very young quarterback. Uh, the draft capital is there. Um, like I can see that taking place. I can see it happening. I cannot see that happening with Juju Smith-Schuster. I think his ceiling is a wide receiver number two, and that's okay. Right. Just make but sure you draft him I, as such. Yeah, exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Like he's great. If he's your wide receiver three or a flex, man, congratulations. That's great. Stay with it. But I want the guys that can be the best, um, and I don't think he can be, even though he's only twenty one and he's going to be around for a long time. It, 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 I, I I'd trade him. His value is too high for me. All right. Next team is the Sam Squatch Hunters. Sam Squinch <laughs> Hunters. Sam Squatch. Sam Squatch. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, that is a reference to, uh, what is it? The trailer park boys or something? Uh, not, no, I'm not positive. I'm not the coolest yeah, yeah, person yeah. around. Uh, trailer park boys. I thought so. Man, I got to get in on that. I heard, I've heard great. Yeah, names. me too. All right. So, uh, Sam Squatch Hunt. Uh, I'm not ever going to say this name again, so don't vote for him. Jeez. Uh, you've got so many rough ones. For somebody who hosts a podcast, I'm not very good with words. <laughs> a quarterback his quarterbacks are tom brady and jimmy garoppolo uh good deal there uh he has a strong wide receiver core he has larry fitzgerald uh demarius thomas tyreek hill golden tate which i like uh, robbie anderson dj moore so that's good his running backs it's michael thomas he got michael oh, i'm sorry thomas. i'm sorry i'm sorry michael thomas i set you up for he failure did. uh his running backs christian mccaffrey mark ingram tevin coleman um so pretty solid here yeah 
a couple things I I have them labeled as a playoff team. I have one more playoff team after this. Um, the problem I have is he has Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo, so he's got the quarterback now and the quarterback for the future. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need other quarterbacks on his roster. He's got uh, Rosen and Trubisky just sitting there taking up spots. I would definitely trade away those assets for running backs. I understand the concept of, oh, well, I'm going to hold on to them and then trade them away. That's totally cool if you were in a super flex. You are not. Every other team has lots of quarterbacks. So that's just what I would do, try to trade them now, but – you're not going to be able to because everybody's loaded at quarterback in this league. I don't know why they did that, but it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a it trend, is. and people got scared. Um, you know, when they when they saw the third or fourth quarterback going off the board, they thought, "Hey, I need a third and fourth quarterback." Um, don't follow trends. Yep. Don't do it. Yep. But solid team here, uh, probably overdrafted quarterbacks. And instead of the quarterbacks, like we said, I mean, go for a deep sleeper. You know, deep deep rookie um, that might pay off in two to three years or four years yep. instead of Trubisky when you have Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, all right, so, I mean, it could be draft capital later on, but, I mean, you're not going to get much for him because, like you said, everybody's loaded already. All right, uh, next team, Motorboat and SOB. <laughs> you Motorboat and <laughs> SOB. Uh, one of mine and John's favorite movies, uh, Wedding <laughs> so Crashers. So good. All right. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about his roster construction here, John. Um, Pretty balanced. So I love it. I, I absolutely. This is how I build my teams: two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two defenses. I usually don't do two defenses, but this is the closest one: eight running backs and ten wide receivers. This is a person that understands what is valuable and stuck to it. Now the problem was I don't like some of his choices. Um, he is my first team outside of the playoffs, so my seventh ranked team in this league. Mm-hmm. But I would not be shocked at all if. Um, he makes the playoffs. Uh, quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. I'm not a big fan on either one of those. We talked about Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley earlier, how we didn't love that. And then you get down to his wide receivers. Eh. Julio Jones, amazing. Jarvis Landry, all right, cool. Will Fuller, when are you going to start him? Like that. This is a roster that's just like, man, you should be there. Yeah. You're just going to have to choose the right weeks to start your players because you have a lot of boom-bust type guys. Good, good, well said. I mean, you know, he has Jameson Crowder and Michael Crabtree uh, drafted pretty late on his bench. And again, like exactly what you said, um, you know, you got to find the right weeks to start these guys. And if you do, if you find the right Jamal weeks. Jamal Williams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> when are you going to start him over Aaron Jones? Like, you got to figure that out. So yep. if this is a really active owner, which it looks like the way he drafted, he's a pretty savvy guy. Uh, he, he, It's going to be close. Yep. yep. All right. Let's move on to Chief Keefe. Chief Keefe. Uh, Chief Keefe, 11. 11. I wonder what's significant about the 11. Uh, Does he maybe have like Chief Keef one was taken, so he just did Chief Keef 1 1. <laughs> it is fantasy yeah. league. Chief Keef 1 taken. I got to stay on brand. <laughs> He's Chief Keef 1 1 everywhere. Oh. So, um, anyways, yeah. And his, his quarterbacks, like we mentioned, Deshaun Watson, uh, no, no problem with taking Blake Bortles a little bit later, but then adding Dalton and Luck after that. Um, there's no reason Dalton should be on this roster. Way too many quarterbacks. His running backs are great, though. Uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Cook, Penny, Deion Lewis, carry on. Like, I love his running backs. But his wide receivers are super old, and he doesn't have a lot of studs. T.Y. Hilton, Demarius Thomas, Marvin Jones. Like, 
he's going to have to that running that I would sell and I, I don't usually say this. I would sell one of those running backs and pair him with one of his old wide receivers and try to get something. Sure. Um something like Deion Lewis and Demarius Thomas put both those guys together and try to get uh probably not Thielen like Corey Davis. Try to get a younger guy. I would do something right. like that. Okay. All right. Uh next team damaged goods. Um, I you know, I mean, he got Zeke, and that's always a good start to your fantasy team. Got uh, rookies like Geis in there. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on this team? Man, he is solid everywhere, but not great anywhere. Um, yeah, it's not one of my favorite rosters. Obviously, Zeke's amazing. He's a, he's a top five fantasy asset, but outside of that, an AJ Green, um, I don't know. I, I, it's hard seeing this being an, an elite roster. Even as quarterbacks, uh, Kirk Cousins is great. That's great. Uh, maybe Patrick Mahomes can kind of play out, but I, I I don't think that this is a very competitive roster because he doesn't have a lot of guys that can that have big ceilings. Right. I mean, you know, Devin Funches. I think there's a lot going on in him. Uh, so if he has Devin Funches ranked higher than we do, I get that. Um, then you know Amari Cooper, I think is pretty solid. AJ Green, so I kind of like his wide receivers here. Um, running backs need a little bit of help, but maybe Zeke kind of offsets Geis and JGI for him. And you know, yeah, it, it's not a bad team, but it's hard for me to look at it and say, "Oh man, this team's going to win a championship." Sure. I look at this and say, uh, "They're going to be in contention around 500 year in and year out." That's awesome. Maybe they get a hot streak and something happens. Right. right. I mean. You know, you don't have to draft A.J. McCarron. No. Damaged goods. You're damaged goods when you draft A.J. McCarron. You could have, I mean, over A.J. Let's see, you drafted A.J. McCarron. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know. I, don't know I got when, it right I don't here. know. 25th round. So we got okay. him super okay. late. Number 280 overall. That's cool. So what, his, one of his um, last picks. I mean, that's not terrible, yeah. but you could have just randomly chosen a wide receiver over AJ McCarron, I feel like. The problem is if you look at his running backs, um he's got three Zeke, Geis, and Ajay. Then after that it is all just man right. flyers. Uh Buck Allen, Rod Smith, Clement, uh Ty Montgomery, Doug Martin, J- uh, Jeremy Hill. Like you've got about five guys that might not make rosters. Mm-hmm. Um Martin will, Ty Montgomery will, but like Rod Smith maybe not. Buck Allen, maybe not. I don't. I don't mind the pick. It's just you have three running backs and then trash. Right. Well, not trash. Come on, jeez. John's getting mad again. That, no, Calm it's down. trash. Calm down, John. Who's not trash <laughs> out of those five? Look, it's there's treasure somewhere for everybody. The, no, not here. There's not. No, there is no Aladdin. There's no diamond in the rough. This is back to Trailer Park Boys. That's where we is. All right. Look. Um, oh, hold on. I'm looking here. Uh, no, and not the team. I'm just yeah, saying those last five. I get it. Backs. I get it. Doug Martin, you could be a star. Okay. <laughs> I think you're serious. <laughs> Let's go to Dazed and Confused. Des, I'm okay. sorry, Des. Uh, I really screwed that up. Dazed and Confused. You have a voice for television. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, yeah, <laughs> a voice for television and a face for radio. There you go. All right. Um, I like I like this team. Uh, this is my last playoff team. Spoiler alert: We have one more team to go over, but this is my last playoff team. And 
goodness. Uh, running backs, uh, David Johnson, Mixon, McKinnon, Cohen, Hines, all of them catch the ball. Th- this is one thing that I love. And you can see it just by looking at somebody's roster. This person drafted with a plan in mind. Mm-hmm. I want running backs that are active in the pass game. And every single one that he got fits that mold. Um, and then wide receivers are okay. Um, they're not great, but they're going to work. Uh, Baldwin, Woods, uh, Corey Davis. Again, the idea is his team works well together. Yep. This is a, this is a one one of the only owners, I think, that followed the exact roster construction I think I would go with. Two quarterbacks, one tight end, one kicker, one defense. And because he did that, he was able to snag 10 running backs and 11 wide receivers. That's yep. that's putting the odds in your favor. Because even though you're getting these late-round running backs and wide receivers, out of the 21 that he selected, and, okay, say maybe out of the 21, maybe 10 were you know flyers. But out of those 10, there's a good shot that one of them are going to hit. And either it's Jack Capital or somebody that he's going to hang on to for years. So uh, you're putting yourself yeah. in a position to succeed. I mean, getting people and, like, I mean, his know. only tight end is O.J. Howard. Super, super young. Okay with and that. his bye week is week five. So, like, you're going to know right off the bat, like, he's going to make a move week one or week two for a tight end. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. And, like, but he's got so many lottery tickets that are just sitting there that have a chance. Yeah. Um, and one, if one pays off, it's all worth yep. it. Um, you know, he has a rookie out of Miami, uh, Ballage. He has Naheem Hines out of uh, Indianapolis. I mean, there's just there's guys just sitting on his roster that maybe they won't be, you know, in competition the first four or five weeks of the season. Maybe even next year. But he doesn't need ex- them to ex- be exactly, with his exactly. running I mean, backs. Marquise Lee is sitting on his bench. I like this team a lot. Um, this is a team that will probably be the best next year. Fair. Because he is built for this year and the future, which is what you want to do. You never want to go into a dynasty thing saying, oh, well, I want to win two years from now. No, 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 no. Win now. And then again, back to your tiebreakers. Oh, I have these two guys in the same tier. Get the younger guy. Yep, yep. All right, last team here is Zuckerman. Um, John, you, in your show notes, you wrote WTF. What does that mean? Uh, We talked about this earlier. I don't want to you know, do this too much, but five – uh, quarterbacks is way too much. Um, Wentz, uh, Derek Carr, Foles, Mayfield, Allen. He likes the rookie guys. If this was a super flex league, might have the best roster. Um, running backs are old but great. Uh, Gordon's amazing. McCoy's really old. Gore's really old. Sproles really old. Um, and so like he's got to get his two years out of them. And it's just kind of it's it's what it is. Um, his wide receivers, Brandon Cooks, Aguilar, Edelman, Shepard. Like, I like his team. If this was a redraft, it would be amazing. If it was super flex, it would be amazing. I, I think that he's got some capital that he could trade. Um, yeah. Baker Mayfield, I'm trading that guy. You have Carson Wentz, uh, super young. He's going to be around for a while. Um, I, I would make some trades here, right. personally, for young running backs or starting caliber wide receivers sure. pairing good people together yeah yeah i think i think really all these teams have a shot as long as you stay active and make some good trades we're just talking about draft yep. day here um we should maybe next time we'll do some draft grades that'll be fun you know like the real nfl draft but uh i think uh i think all these teams with the right owner and with the right amount of activity they all have a chance 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. There's not one team that's in there, and 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 that's right now. It's based off of ADP, and we just got started. Injuries haven't really taken place, right. so everybody's good. Yeah, yeah. You just got to go fight. Yeah, for no, it. nobody's fucked yet. No. All right, all right. So let's end the show with. Uh, I'll go over the team names, John. I want your favorite, and I'll give you my favorite. Um, I will recap really quick. We have uh, Legend. Wait for it, Dairy. We have OJ's parole board. Whiskey. Ooh, that was good by yeah. you. I had, I had time to think about it. Uh, whiskey draft champions. Swede Raz. Fear boners. When they call the zoo, which I looked up and I don't know what that's from, but I couldn't find it on Google. The Sam Squanch Hunters. <coughs> Excuse me. Motorboat and SOB. Chief Keef 1 1. Damaged Goods. Dezed and Confused. And Zuckerman. Who's your favorite? So I, I there's two that stand out to me. Um, whiskey drafts champions. I that's just my new life motto. Sure. And you motorboat and sob. Yep, yep. I have two. Those are the two that I love, and I kind of like Zuckerman. I think that's got like a a, a, a twang to it. I don't know if it's his last yeah. name or if he's just like a Facebook <laughs> aficionado, but. That one comes in third place for me. I like it. All right. It. Let me uh hold on, let me see Zuckerman. Let me see if I see his name on here. Nope, I don't have his name. Uh so I okay, here's my criteria. One, I don't like using your real name. So Zuckerman, if that's his real name, he's out, right? Um Chief Keefe, I think that is maybe part of his last name. I don't think Keefe. that's him. I don't think that's you don't him. think that's him? Oh man. Okay. I don't think it's Chief <laughs> Keefe. It's definitely not Chief Keefe eleven. Uh, you never know. You never know. Uh, but I don't like normal names uh, using. Uh, I don't like names I don't understand, like Sam Squanch Hunters. I know it's from Trailer Park Boys, but I don't watch that. One they call the zoo. I don't get it. Um, Fear Boners aren't real, so I'm not voting for that. Swede Raz, I don't know what that's Not from. real for you. It's not real for you. I've, I've never seen one, so it's not real. <laughs> you don't scare people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty bad, I guess. I maybe uh, if you did scare somebody and they got like a boner in their pants, what is your? Reaction? You haven't lived until you've seen a sphere boner. That's John's motto. <laughs> Try to <laughs> think twice. All right, uh, OJ's parole board. That's okay. I like that. It's one. a little dated. Like, like, eh, whatever. Um, so I think m- maybe not by the time this episode airs like he might be back yeah yeah so i have two my top two are legend wait for it dairy a uh, good reference to how i met your mother uh one of the best shows of all time on network television and uh motorboat and sob i think i'm voting for motorboat and sob uh just because john likes it it both our criteria yeah yeah. (laughs) so uh congratulations you win nothing but uh you have our approval at least so um and uh one they call the zoo yeah, email me and let me know where that's from because I have no idea what that is. Maybe it's whiskey drafts champions. You've changed my life, and I just want to say doesn't confuse is just old. Like I'm sure there's another fantasy football name named that. Uh, what's what's usually your fantasy football name in most of your leagues? <laughs> um, so mine's kind of an inside joke. It's Julius Giles, which um, has been a name I have used for over a decade. Um, I created the like 70s uh this is so most, boring uh i'm trying my hardest to keep this pc i made a terrible character in a video game in college and it's stuck okay um and so yeah okay. it's been julius giles my halo screen name all that kind of stuff back in the day okay i got you yeah okay okay 
Cool. I I would not win this award. Yeah, I uh, put my name like uh, I got the idea for Childish Gambino. He got that name from going to the Wu Tang name generator and creating a name for himself. And Childish Gambino came up. I did the same thing, and Fearless Genius came up. So uh, my Wu Tang name is Fearless Genius, and that's what I use it everywhere now. <laughs> Wu Tang. So the great thing about that, my son went to Universal with uh, <laughs> with my wife, and he came back with pictures of donuts that he got at Voodoo Donuts. And he goes, "Look, Dad, I got this donut." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." He goes, "Guess what it's called?" And I was like, "What is that?" He goes, "It's the ODB." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Old dirty bastard." <laughs> all right, all right. He had no clue what yeah, it was, but I got to teach of course. him. Yeah, you gotta let you gotta let him listen to some uh, Wu Tang. He's nine, so he's ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was ready years ago. Bring the ruckus. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, folks, thanks again for listening to this crazy episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy. Hopefully this gives you an idea of what to expect if you are a Platinum subscriber. And again, if you are, if you're a subscriber of any kind, we appreciate it. Even if you're not a subscriber, we appreciate you. Um, the least you can do, uh, you know, since we brought you so such good uh Never mind. I'm not even going to ask for a review because I'm fucking up asking for it. So <laughs> don't review us. And especially because I know it's going to be bad now. Uh, because I, Parole board. Yeah. Parole board. Parole. Well, then the name kind of, the, the way it's spelled, um, I don't know, whatever. I'm an idiot. All right. <laughs> Try to dig yourself out of that one, please. <laughs> for John Chapman, my name is Dale. Thanks for listening again, guys. Uh, we will see you again soon. Yeah. Sleep fantasy, you rockin' with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talkin' mock drafts, running backs Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screamin' Eat Nation, we doin' what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy Eat Sleep Fantasy